looks like we are live. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody listening, wherever and whenever this podcast finds you. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Bitcoin Weekly Wrap-Up for 18 October 2019. Uh, Sorry for this being a little bit later than normal. Normally, I try to get them out on Friday, but there's some stuff going on, so was only able to get it uh, going on now. So I know a lot of people aren't going to be able to actually participate in the live stream. So you'll be able to find this uh, on YouTube and and everybody will find it usually tomorrow. Uh, So this is, uh, once again, uh, sponsored by eToro, a trusted smart trading platform that's over 12 years old and conducts over $1 trillion in trading annually. They offer the coolest features of any trading platform at Bitcoin, in my opinion. The first being their virtual trading wallet, which lets you trade notional dollars on real order books, letting you test strategies before you actually risk any real money. The other being their newest feature, which is copy trading, which allows you know less than experienced traders to find traders out there who have proven themselves amongst the 11 million others in uh, their social media platform that is actually built on eToro. So you pick one, two, as many as you like and allocate a percentage of your portfolio to copy their trades. Now, why would legit traders, successful traders, you know, allow others to copy them? Well, they get a percentage of your profits, so they basically create a larger portfolio for them to make money with. So you make money, they make money, everybody wins. So head over to digyouknowcrypto.com slash eToro. That's digyouknowcrypto.com slash E-T-O-R-O. And that will redirect you through the affiliate link that they've given me. It lets them know that you are a listener and that you appreciate our sponsors. But you also get 50 bucks free. So that's pretty cool. It is subject to some minimum deposits, but everybody wins again. So let's look at price here real quick. Uh, The price sunk below $8,000 this week again, and it's currently sitting at about $7,923 as of recording on the 18th of October, 2019. Our first story of the day, uh, there were two heads of the CFTC, that's Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, have proposed their own, basically just another shitcoin, this being a digital dollar that's a pegged stable coin, basically. So uh, Christopher Giancarlo, former CFTC chair, and Daniel, I don't know if I might be mispronouncing this, Gorfine, who's a former director of the Lab CFTC, uh, proposed a stable coin that would allow the dollar to compete with digital currencies, fearing an eroding of the position of the U.S. dollar as the world's de facto reserve currencies. Uh, they illustrated a future where if the dollar lost its glean and a mess of issues, including loss of demand for government debt and price stability would follow that. And they're not actually incorrect. So, however, you know, they, they fail to mention that it's because of the mismanagement by the Federal Reserve and other central banks that is leading to this inevitable end and creating a niche that Bitcoin gladly fills. Uh, it, this would be in the best case scenario for the digital dollar only really kick the can down the road longer as it seems that the only solution that Washington is or people from Washington are capable of coming up with is just doing that, kicking it down the the can down the road, hoping that they're not going to be on the switch when things come crashing down. Um, If your family is spending more than they are making and are looking at a near future when they'll barely be able to make minimum payments, getting a new credit card only kind of buys you a bit more time but actually fixes none of the long-term problems. So just be prepared, folks. 
Um, the next one is very interesting. So layer one, like I said, I was going to be trying to look for more positive stories to at least throw one or two in there um, per week. So layer one is a company that's backed by the billionaire Peter Thiel. Uh, he was the co-founder of PayPal and Peter as well as other uh, cryptocurrency companies, they're seeking to bring more Bitcoin money actually back into the United States. And they are looking at mining Bitcoin with their own proprietary hardware using renewable resources of energy. And they already actually have land leases and substations in Texas, you know, all ready to go. Now, back in March of 2019, I did an interview with Christopher Bendixson, uh, episode 28 of the podcast. It'll be linked in the show notes. Uh, at digitocrypto.com slash wrap up nine. That's wrap up nine, all one word. Or if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be down in the description below. Um, you know, we're in that episode, we discussed that actually the majority of Bitcoin mining is already renewable. Uh, mostly, you know, a lot of it's based in China, but elsewhere throughout the world. And it's already mostly renewable. It's more renewable than it is not. And in many parts of these countries, a lot of the renewable hydro dams and things that they built are highly underutilized. And Bitcoin miners basically move around to get the lowest cost electricity that's possible. They find where there's underutilized renewable energy that's really cheap. They move in and they provide, you know, everybody wins. We get a more secure network. Uh, electricity that was going to waste is actually being used for something productive. And, you know, it, it, it's just a it's a win win for everybody. Um, Bitcoin itself is, you know, going to in the future, likely drive a lot of innovation, electrical efficiencies as the price, you know, rises, as it becomes more valuable, it's going to drive incentives to find, you know, even more cheaper electrical sources. And it's going to spur the building of probably a lot more renewable, cheaper forms of energy, you know, especially in rural areas, Texas is already the lowest cost in terms of electricity in the United States. Um, uh, as far as in the in the U.S. and Layer One basically wishes uh, their stated goal is to bump the current mining, which is around five percent in the United States, up to up to fifteen, which is you know it's a good thing. So Libra is in more trouble uh, since my last wrap up. Uh, Visa, Mastercard, eBay, and PayPal have all left the association, leaving Libra with basically zero banking partners. Libra seems to be you know downplaying it. Um, and are confident in getting 100 total members uh, by their launch. And, you know, they talk up smaller partners um, who are involved roughly in finance and have a history in finance. But this kind of reminds me of Bush's 2003 Iraq War Coalition of the Willing uh, that involved a lot of tiny nations that kind of had some sort of deals as far as for weapon sales or just loans for their debt. Um, and this was done to bump up basically the number of the, of the total nations participating. Um, and so this kind of a lot of what they're saying is like, well, now their major banking and financial partners are gone, but we got these other little guys. Uh, so treasury secretary, uh, uh, Mnuchin also commented earlier this week, I believe it was on Wednesday, saying that he'd already met multiple times with uh, members of the Libra Association. Uh, and he wanted, he basically said he needed to, he was reiterating in his, his press conference there, that they need to meet regulatory requirements, uh, which seems to be another gambit in this game of regulatory cat and mouse to see who blakes first. Eventually, nations will loosen these regulations as they will need to compete with decentralized 
currencies as they grow. But for now, they're happy to watch Libra languish or at least use it as leverage. And like I said in last week's episode and probably the previous weeks as well, because I kind of like to do these updates on Libra every week, I was very uh, confident that Libra was going to launch. Um, I was 100% confident, as I am now, that if not Libra, something else will. Over time, I've become less and less positive on Libra actually launching in any kind of real form. Uh, this is this is a very sticky situation, and they may have jumped the gun a little bit on launching this. But as I see it, I still see a private digital currency being much more likely to be palatable in the United States than a government digital currency. Why? Because the surveillance aspects that will be wanted um, and will be within a kind of basically a permission blockchain um, that a national currency would be would run into a lot of issues and lawsuits and constitutional questions. Not that that matters all that much, but still the problem is there. Whereas with a private currency like Libra, the constitution doesn't apply to a private company. They can stifle your freedom of speech. They can do all these sorts of things that a, a the United States government at least can't. Other countries can. Obviously, China does. Uh, but as far as you know, a private currency could technically, like Libra, just say, this person's not allowed. Like, all the partners agree, uh, whoever is offering official wallets, like the Calibra through Facebook or any of the other partners, can just say, you know, Joe Smith, we don't like his politics or what he believes or whatever, right? A deplatforming, a definancing uh, could be possible. Now, technically, the way Libra's written in the white paper, which I don't think is the way it'll end up being, you could actually create your own wallet just like you can um, generate one on Bitcoin and, and do the same thing and still operate just anonymously or pseudonymously, I should say. Uh, a private currency can navigate these sorts of things, whereas one uh, that would be bound by constitutional issues would have a much more difficult, not impossible and not even improbable, but much more difficult time to do. So I think it'd be more palatable. Uh, definitely at the beginning coming from a private company like Libra. So that's why I'm still a slightly bit confident that uh, Libra still will launch. And I'm definitely 100% confident that something like it will launch, whether it's Libra or, you know, um, a 1984 coin. Uh, so that is it uh, for this week's weekly wrap up in Bitcoin. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, please, if you could go to iTunes and leave a review for the Did You Know podcast, uh, just go to my website at didyouknowcrypto.com and click on the Apple icon to leave a review. Also show some love to my sponsors, eToro, who are the best place to buy, sell, and trade. Bitcoin with the largest trading community, low fees, high security. So head over to didyouknowcrypto.com slash eToro. That's did you know crypto.com slash e-t-o-r-o and get that free $50 subject to some terms and conditions so I'd like to thank you guys for watching and or listening depending on your circumstances and have a great night or day whenever you're listening <laughs>